into sports. 20 yards out, Ursa shoot, don't shoot! Oh, oh what a goal for Fabinho! Wow! Then get into the all new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah. No. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Abregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus, exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game. Gamble responsibly. See Dunlewy.net. Okay, we'll start tonight with the sad news that Nobby Styles has passed away at the age of 78. He was a part of the England winning World Cup team in 1966 and a stalwart in the Manchester United team that saw Matt Busby eventually win the Holy Grail and the European Cup. He was kind of the uh, starting point for so many of his team's attacks and also the rock upon which so many of his opponent's teams foundered. I'm delighted to say that we've got John Giles with us to pay tribute to Nobby. John, good evening to you. How are you? Good evening, Chair. You knew Nobby really well? Very well. Very well, Jer. I, I don't know whether you, whether, you, whether you know it or not. He was actually married to one of my sisters, you know, Jer. And you, you've known him since you were such a, a young man as well, so today must be devastation for your sister and for your family. It's very, very sad. He hasn't been well for a long time. Jerry got Alzheimer's a few years ago and uh, has been, you know, very, very ill in the last... Uh, few weeks so it wasn't it wasn't unexpected but at the same time it, 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 it's it's a very very sad day a lot of people John won't really be that familiar with so the, the name Nobby Styles is unbelievably famous because <laughs> yeah. it's such a great name right like, I mean that's yeah. the first part but we all grew up kind of hearing Nobby Styles I, I kind of until just reading in the last hour or two about what type of footballer he was I knew he was hard tackling, but I didn't realise that he was also somebody who had some creative responsibilities. Is that fair? Um, well, let's put it this way, Jerry. He was a better player on the ball than people uh, uh, sort of gave him credit for. I mean, he was a hard tackler. He was a hard man. He got stuck in. He was very enthusiastic. He had all that. Uh, but but uh, he could play a lot better than people gave him credit for. There was a quote from Alex Ferguson, which is, has bubbled up in the last couple of hours, where he said he talked to Alf Ramsey about the team that won the World Cup in '66, and Ramsey said he'd five world-class players, and that Nobby Styles was one of them. So, obviously, he was rated very highly by the people who knew football really well, who played with him and played against him. Yeah, well, I, I, I played with Nobby myself before I left Manchester United, and obviously, a big player with uh, with Manchester, a huge player with Manchester was Bobby Charlton. Bobby loved Nobby. Nobby could do things on the pitch. Actually, the Bobby used to envy. You know, Bobby wasn't a hard nut, and he wasn't. He was one of the best player I ever played with. I played against, uh, but he wasn't. He wasn't a hard nut. But Nobby could do things. Certainly could do things that Bobby would have loved to be able to do. In other words, tackle, win the ball, get in, uh, be tough, all those things. So he was. He was. He was. Bobby loved him. He loved him as an individual, but he loved him as a player. Because Bobby knew there was nobody when he was playing with him with England or Manchester United was going to boss that midfield in a way that they get stuck into Bobby and things like that. Nobby could do all of that, but he could also play. Now, he wouldn't be able to beat players like and score goals like Bobby Charlton could, but he, but, but he wouldn't give the ball away either, uh, Jared. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
but, but all, 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 the, all, the, all the things in the paper was about Nobby being the hard man and tackling and all that. And obviously that's what they concentrated on. That was his reputation. But as you hear people talking, I've heard people on the telly talking today, but Nobby, Nobby Stiles could actually play. Not like Bobby Charlton. But Bobby couldn't do some of this. Bobby, Bobby used to envy Nobby for being able to do the things that he, he did and winning the ball and that. And he loved Nobby. And, and, and Nobby was so enthusiastic on the pitch. You know, Bobby, Bobby was actually a bit scared of him in certain ways. You know what I mean? If Nobby, Nobby, if Nobby gave the ball away or didn't go into a tackle, Nobby would be the first one onto him. And he'd be the first one onto anybody around the pitch. But he did it himself. And that's what made him such a terrific player, Jerry. His enthusiasm, uh, his, will to, his will to win, winning the ball. And, and never, ever did I see him not give it to Bobby when he won it himself. In other words, to show off. That sounds very, very simple, but it's a huge thing in football. In other words, he didn't try to do the things that Bobby could do, and he had the humility to know that. In other words, I win it, I get it, I give it to players who can do better with the ball than I can. But he could certainly deliver that. Wait, I don't think it's a coincidence then that, that Bobby Charlton played his best football both for England and for Manchester United when he had Nobby alongside him. Yeah, well, funny enough, they're the only two players in the history of football in England that have won a World Cup and a European Cup. Yeah, the two of them, Bobby and, and, and Nobby are the only two. So Nobby, was, Nobby obviously was, was a big player week in and week out for Bobby. And obviously when it came to the major competitions, uh, you know, the, the Nobby, the Bobby could rely on Nobby. But you mentioned Alf Ramsey early on, yeah, because in the 66, you're a bit, bit too young to remember, I think, that Nobby was in the match against France and was, was a, 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 I think, acknowledged that he had a bad, bad tackle on one of the French players, which he could do as well. He could, he could mix it. In those days, you could mix it more than you're allowed to now. And there was a huge outcry in the press and in the media for Nobby Styles to be dropped from the team. And Ramsey said, in no way is Nobby Styles going to be dropped from the team. He kept him in. He knew what Nobby could do, and, and he backed him all the way. And uh, Nobby repaid that in a big way in, 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 in the part he played and England won, winning the World Cup in 1966. Um, I'm just trying to look it up there. That was in the group. They played France in the group. In, yes. In the semi-finals, they played against Eusebio and Portugal. And yes. Again, just, just doing a bit of reading this afternoon. Apparently, did a man-marking job on Eusebio. England obviously yes. go on to, to play in the final. And at this stage, Eusebio is the best footballer in the world, like European Footballer oh, yeah. of the Year. You know, so that must have been an incredible job and a, an incredibly hard detail for him yeah. to get. Yeah, but he could do that. He could do that. Nobby wasn't big. He was only about the same size as myself. But he was very quick and very well balanced. So if he was marking somebody, he like, Eusebio was quick, but he couldn't get away from Nobby. You know what I mean? Like if Nobby was, well, you say you're going to mark him, you're going to, he's one of the worst players you'd want to, to, to be marking him because he, 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 he could read the game well, but he was exceptionally quick, Jer. Uh, uh, and could only see the ball. You know what I mean? He was one of those guys could only see... The, I know that sounds simple. It's a, it's a football expression. But, like, no matter what trick Eusebio would try, nobody would watch the ball. And I, I think... I think, I think Eusebio scored a, uh, from the penalty that day. A penalty that day. But I think nobody put him... Generally speaking, it was, it, it was it regarded with putting him out of the game, which he could well do. I, I know I, I played against nobby a little bit, but he never man-marked me. Uh, but he, I, I, I would dread it... I would have dreaded the situation where he was man-marking. He was really good at it and really quick. Players couldn't get away from him, Jer. 
So you were obviously mates from the time that you were at Manchester United when you went over as a 15-year-old. Yeah, I'm, I, I, was, I was, think I was two years ahead of Nobby. Uh, and he, he came into the, 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 the youth team. Well, the youth team used to be a big deal there. And Nobby was a schoolboy international and a lot, of, a lot of publicity in Manchester before coming to United. So I, I didn't obviously I didn't know him until he came. But we, we became friends very, very quickly. And uh, I played, obviously, in the youth. I played in the four. I played in Nobby's debut uh, when he made his debut for Manchester United. I think it was at, uh, at, at Bolton. And we got a draw, uh, and that, because Nobby was was an inside forward in the old days, he dropped back a bit then uh, from 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 the time he came to United as a young lad. Uh, but um, but but terrific player, a great character, uh, Jar. Did he take really your, really good guy? Sorry. Did, did he take your place in the team when you left to join Leeds? No. No, I think he was in the team, but he didn't take he didn't take my place. Right. In, in the in the team, actually he dropped he dropped back, uh, you know, back into the back four at that particular stage. Actually, he played in the back four as a little fella, but he ran the game so well alongside Bill Foulkes. But he didn't, you know, he didn't he didn't take my place in the uh, in the team. Okay, so you were at still that particular time. You were, you were still able to be friends then at that stage. There was no no rivalry. Oh no. And when you no, you mean in, you mean in the team? Yeah, no, well, well, funny. No, no. Well, there was a there was a period just before I left in 1963. We won the cup, uh, and I I think Nobby being fit, he, he, he was he was injured. I'd fallen out with Matt Busby at that time. He was injured uh, in 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 the for the cup final team, and he might well have been in the team before me. But not in the position I was playing in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, but but he said, uh, actually I was I was living with Nobby at that time and his, his mother and father in Manchester, uh, and it, it could have been a bit tricky, but it never was. There was never co any competition between Nobby and myself. I mean, I'd fallen out with Matt Busby, as I was likely to be left out of the team, but it had nothing to do with Nobby. But it so happened uh, I, I didn't take. I played outside right in the cup final in '63. Nobby would never have been playing outside right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you could but, play, but, you, but but he could have been playing inside right with Quicksall moving to outside right. Right, so that the, could have been the situation. So we weren't direct rivals, but but the rival, I mean, but that, that's the way it panned out. But nobody was actually, uh, but that never can that never came between us at all. I, before I ask you about your, your friendship, just when you went to Leeds, then like obviously, a lot of the play was going through you and. Um, he is a direct rival on the pitch at that point. Were you nice to each other? Did, were you able to beat the crap out of each other on the field and then still be friends afterwards? How did that go? Uh, no, we were okay when I, when I went to Leeds. Actually, if, if, he, if he'd have kicked me, Kay, Kay, my sister Kay would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he'd leave me. In. Now, when I was at Leeds, I, I actually was playing on the right wing and Nobby was playing really at the, at the back at that time. So, so we never clashed. We never really clashed in that way. Okay, that's at all. Probably for the best. Talk, talk to me yeah. that about your friendship, will you, John? What, like, how did you get drawn into each other's company at the start? What, like, what, what was it like? Because you were obviously young men just living the life, playing for Manchester United. Yeah, well, nobody, I think, was two years come, coming to United, a couple of years behind me. So I might have been a pro when Nobby was on the ground staff. But we got friendly. We got friend. Nobby was just a friendly with everybody. So we got, we got friendly. We got very friendly with each other, and I think uh, Nobby then, when I was, I was then coming back to Dublin during the, the holidays, Nobby was still on the ground staff. 
So he, he, I, I invited him over to Dublin to spend his couple of weeks uh, in Dublin with me, and he loved it. He loved Dublin. Uh, and then, then eventually I moved uh, into Nobby's with, with his parents in, in, in Manchester, which were, which were brilliant to me because Diggs wasn't the best, uh, best place to be at, at, at any time. So I lived, I lived with Nobby for a couple of years, and uh, he, he, he then came back to Dublin, and then he, um, he met Kay, which is my, my, my sister, and when I was in, living with him in Manchester, I saw letters coming from Dublin. And I remember saying, where, where are these letters coming from? And, and it was Kay writing to him. I didn't know he was going out with Kay right. <laughs> at that particular time. And I was calling him a sneaky little bugger, you know. <laughs> but uh, they, they, they eventually got, uh, they, they got... Actually, we got married in the same year, in 63. Right. And come here, so when you were coming back to Dublin, was that back to Father Matthew Square? Did your family still live where they had done when you were kids? No, no, no. I, I came originally from Ormond Square. Ormond Square, sorry. Just Ormond Square, yeah. Keys, but, yeah. I, but just, I actually, we only moved up to the Navin Road, the house up in Navin Road, I think it was th- about two or three weeks before I went to Manchester permanently, Chair. Uh, okay, so you were coming so, back so over we're, to... We're, we're coming back to... Um, to uh, actually, we wouldn't have been able to invite anybody to Ormond Square. There wasn't, wasn't hardly room enough for ourselves. But we, we, we got it, well, my, my mother and father got a, a, a three-bedroomed house just up off the Navin Road. So that's where Nobby came. And when you came over for the two weeks, um, you know, you're Manchester United, you're relatively famous. What kind of, what was that couple of weeks in Dublin like? Well, well, well there was none of us, neither of us were famous, if you call it famous, at any stage at that time. We were both very young, Jared. Uh, uh, I, I was only 17, Nobby would have, would have only been 15. At that particular time, I hadn't played in the first team. Nobody hadn't. I was no, no, we were nowhere near the first time. Actually, it was just before. It was just around the time of the Munich air disaster. Right. That uh, around that particular time. So, like around the Munich air. Although I was older than Nobby, I was about a million miles away from from the reserves. Never mind the first team. You know, so Nobby would have been playing in what was in the A team and the B team, and I would have I would have played with Nobby in those particular teams. And do you remember what those holidays in Dublin were like? Because obviously this is the bit where he's quietly falling in love with your sister. Were you going out to dances? Were you, was there, what was yeah. that life? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going out with, with, with Anne at that time. And, and uh, yeah, we were going to dances. Uh, and Kay, Kay, Kay was, Nobby was quite a good dancer. I was hopeless. My wife was a good dancer. Did the old rock and roll. There was the old rock and roll at that time. Yeah, this was the late, the, the 1957, 58, 59 time. Uh, so... I think they enjoy the dances more than I did, that's for sure. My two left feet, Jeff, hopeless. <laughs> hopeless. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it must have been decent. If you were good as a footballer, you should surely be able no, to strike no, stuff. No, 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 definitely no, 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 no way, in any way, Jeff. No. <laughs> if, if, if I'd been in dancing, I would have been playing in not, uh, the, the local leagues. <laughs> <laughs> for me dancing. Nobby's no, de- hopeless, hopeless. But, but, but Nobby, at that time, was coming over for the two weeks. That's all he could get, you see, because he was on the ground staff. But then he signed pro, so he was able to come over for a bit longer at that particular time. And you didn't know he was romancing your sister at this stage? No, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't know till, till, till uh, the, the, the letters were coming through the letter and I could see the Irish stamp on it, you know. Well, I don't think he was trying to keep it away, was he? He wasn't trying to keep a secret. I don't know what he was... Uh, but but, but, but he, no, he was mad about Kay. He was mad about Kay. Kay was the boss. When they were married in that chair, uh, yeah. in a nice in a nice way, you know, he idolised Kay. 
Yeah, well, look, that's great. Um, yeah. Nobby's dancing was so good that it made um, the song uh, Three Lions, the, the famous Football's Coming Home. There's a line about that in, in Nobby's yeah. dancing. I, di I didn't realise that until again. I was just reading today. Yeah, well, it, 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 Nobby was really famous for his dance uh, on the field when the, with the World Cup. Right. That's where that, that, that's where that started. You know, he was doing a special dance of his own. He was in a world of his own when they, when they actually won the World Cup. And that, that, I saw the bit of the telly today, and that's the first thing they showed Nobby, dancing around the pitch uh, with the World Cup in his hand. What was your experience of that? So your sister's husband wins the World Cup, and obviously your, your mates are winning the World Cup. Where, where were you watching that game? I was watching. I was in... Um, where was I at the time? I would have been in... That was in the 60s. I was obviously in Leeds. I would have been watching on the telly in Leeds at that particular time. And it wouldn't be like today where you'd go down and celebrate with, with them or any of that kind of stuff, so... Oh, no, 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 he'd be meaning more... I think Kay, Kay, I think she just had a baby at that particular time, and, and Kay spent a, a, a few days with us when Nobby was up to the World Cup final. She, she was on her own in Manchester, so she came over and spent a few days with Anna and myself, and then she went down uh, uh, for the World Cup itself. I think it was only for one day, uh, to, to to be at the World Cup and and and, and to do afterwards, but because they were away a lot time, long time at that time, Jerry, you know, like nobody wanted to be away for they were doing the the, the the friendly matches, the build up to the World Cup. Nobody probably was away for about four weeks at that particular time. Yeah, and and was that experience like obviously amazing for them and for the family? Was there a little bit of like, ah, oh, geez, I wouldn't mind a bit of that for myself? I would, I, well, at that stage in '66, Jerry, when I was playing the international team. We didn't even dream about getting to a World Cup. You know, we had a, we had a, the selection committee of five. I won't go into it too deeply, but we were going nowhere, Jack. We had a selection committee of five that picked a team, and it was it was one of the worst. I'd say one of the worst road teams in the world. We never we were we never even dreamt of getting to a World Cup at that. Well, I, I used to dream about it, but I had no chance of of fulfilling that dream in any way whatsoever. Yeah, okay. So it was just a brilliant thing that's happening in your extended no, family. No, I was delighted for Nobby. I was delighted for Nobby. And I knew a few of the lads as well. I mean, I played with Big Jack. Norman Hunter was in the panel. Uh, so I knew, I knew a few of the players that, that were playing in it. So I, I, would, I would have had a personal interest in it as well. Yeah. Uh, Norman didn't play, but he was in the squad. Big Jack obviously played. And, and of course, Nobby. So, uh, you know, I... I, 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 I People in Ireland mightn't like me saying it, but I was actually cheering for England to go on and win the World Cup yeah, because think, of the people I knew. I think that's fair enough. Um, to, to go back to something you mentioned there, obviously the, the Munich air disaster happened. Um, yes. So I think you're 17 at that stage, are you? It's still like very young. Yeah, I, yeah, I had uh, I'd, uh, that was in February uh, 68. I'd, 58. I'd, uh, yeah. Sorry, 58. Yeah. I just signed pro in November of 57. So nobody, nobody would be on the ground staff at that time. Nobody wouldn't be a pro. I thought wouldn't I wouldn't have signed pro at that particular time. I, I had just signed. I just signed pro in in the November to the February. And so, pretty pretty quickly into playing first team soon after that, or how did that work out? N not really. Yeah, well, there were, there were so many terrific players at Old Trafford at that time. Uh, you know, like before the Munich air disaster, I think I was playing in the B team. Which would have, you have the first team, the second team, the A team, and the B team? I would have been way, way down the list uh, of players with the amount of players, young players that they had at that particular time. Yeah. But when the Munich disaster, 
disaster happened, I was promoted to the second team, which was a big a big step. Uh, and then we had the, the, the holidays, and then then uh, I was back in the, in the second team uh, immediately after the Munich air disaster. Right, and so from there, to, like another six months, and then eventually getting into the first team. And it's a couple of years before Nobby actually makes it back into the, the makes it, makes it his debut first, first team. team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I think I, I got in the first team probably twelve months, about twelve months after the. I didn't get into the first team in the, the season after that. It was just the start of the next season, yeah, in '59. I got into on my in the, in the first team. My first uh, match in the first team was in 1959. Right, and I think Nobby makes a debut the next season in, in 1960. Um, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that would be about right. Yeah, yeah. In in retrospect, obviously, we understand the impact that the Munich air disaster has on the club and and on the city of Manchester and on football. In, in many ways, are you conscious of how big a thing it is at the time, or are you just getting through the everyday, going, there's a game, I've got training, I've got to do my job? Were you aware? Yeah, we, no, I was, wasn't aware of it, Jared. Actually, we were at, I was at Old Trafford training, nobody would have been there that day, training for the U team. I was in digs at that time, and uh, the, the, Bill English, the, the old, uh, old trainer there, after we were on the Thursday, I think it was, um, we were training for the U team, and he came in. He said, "There's been a, a crash. The plane has crashed. Coming back, but it sounded like there was no, there, were, there wasn't serious." And then I got back to the digs, and I found out exactly what it was. And it was, it was a difficult time, Jer, because we, we, we weren't allowed back. to Well, we told not to come back to ground for two weeks, but it was all going to funerals. Yeah, local people. Don't, don't forget, there was a lot of people in in staff and that, apart from the players that were were killed in that particular crash. So we were we were spending most of the time going to funerals, over to Dublin actually for Bill Whelan's uh, Liam Whelan's funeral. So that's that's what we were doing most of the time. It was uh, it was it was it was it was a difficult time, but you just had to get through it, you know. Yeah, and then go back to playing football, and in a way, in a way, the football like has never been more important, and also at the same time must have felt a little bit unimportant. Well, you know, the, 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 well, I, I I wasn't involved in the first team. Our second team at that particular time, but it 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 it, it had an importance, of course. Uh, actually, the, the first team got to the the cup final that particular year. So the likes of Bill Fox and and Harry Gregg played in the first match after Munich. Uh, after only about two or, two or three weeks, how they did it, I don't know. And then Bobby Charlton came back, and and Bobby Bobby carried them uh, to the cup final that particular year. Bobby was just absolutely unbelievable. And he had an awful lot on his plate, Bobby Charlton. Like, he was one of the few that survived. The, 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 the senior players survived the Munich air disaster. And he was, I think he was only 21. And he, he was absolutely brilliant. He was picked for the England team. So Bobby had an awful lot to, to, uh, to do at that particular time. I was only playing in the, the, the A team and, 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 and the, the reserve team at that time. Yeah. I was a million miles away from it. And by the time you make it to the first team, and by the time even Nobby makes it to the first team, it's far enough away for it not to be something that everybody's talking about all the time. But I'm sure the the long shadow must have hung over the club and the team and Matt Busby. Oh yeah, for a long time, for a long time, yeah. But it's but it's funny in football, yeah. You know, once you start, you start, uh, and the crowd come back, and the, 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 you start playing. It's your profession uh, to do it. You just you just got just got on with it. Uh, but but obviously, I mean, 
the Munich Air disaster still uh, hangs over Manchester United at that, you know, for, for players at that particular time. And look, the the only interview we ever did with Bobby Charlton, he talked about it and just the just how difficult it was to ever move on. That like the yeah. the sights you see and the, and then the Bobby never wanted to talk about it, Chair. No, I can understand why. You know what I mean? You you probably spoke to him in, in, in a long time after the Munich Air disaster, but after that at that particular time, um, you know, Harry Gregg was another one. Bill Fox, uh, Harry Gregg wouldn't talk about the Munich disaster for at least ten years. At least it was it was a dreadful, a horrible time. And you know, you're you're both kids coming through, getting into the first team. It's supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be the greatest thing that that's going to happen in your life. And you know, I, like I understand that the the stuff that you guys went through uh, isn't of the same magnitude as what the people who were actually on the plane and survived. But it, you know, it's a, a very unusual introduction to first team football and to professional life. Well, there was, I think it was long enough after that, Jared. You know, like when you're a footballer, well, anybody, it's like you have to get on with it. Uh, I mean, the Munich disaster was in February 58. I got in the first team in, I think it was around September 59. So, like, you just get on with it. I mean, football, once you're, once you're out on the pitch, once you're playing, and everybody gets on with their career and gets on with their life, uh, it'll never be forgotten. But at the same time, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. And uh, as I said, nobody myself, like we were nowhere near near the first team, and, and didn't know the lads who were who were killed who, who killed were killed in the Munich Airs. We, we are, well, I didn't. I don't think nobody hardly knew them at all. Yeah. Hardly knew them at all because there were so many players at the time in the club that I mean, I'd signed pro in, in November, but. I, I, I was scared still. I'd never spoke to Duncan Edwards or Eddie Coleman was friendly. Uh, but you wouldn't be anywhere near those lads. Yeah. Nowhere near them. So it wasn't a, never a personal thing. Yeah, you know? it, it's a, kind of an institutional thing. That And then yes. that, that team has the pressure to go on and, and do more than the, the Busby Babes did as well. And for Nobby Eventually. To be, yeah. Eventually, Chair. Yeah, it took a while. I mean, when I, was in the, when I got in the team in 1959, uh, it, it wasn't a great Manchester United team. Actually, they only started to pick up after I left. <laughs> Pure coincidence, John. <laughs> um, the the, the, the um, experience of Nobby as somebody who was part of that England team in 1966, I know we've, we've spoken before about football not necessarily knowing how to treat properly the legends that actually built the game. And I, I know this was a, a difficult thing that um, his family have had in, in recent years, that... Football really needs to do better when it comes to looking after the heroes that made the sport so iconic and important. Yes, yeah, and, and that that hasn't been the case, not just with Nobby, but lots of people there. And there's a lot of criticism of that from uh, uh, from the football community, let's, let's say, and, and the, the Professional Footballers uh, Association in particular. And, I, I, you know, you'd hope that maybe... Maybe days like today, and maybe today's not the day, but maybe tomorrow and the next day, people begin to start talking about that and the fact that, you know, um, Nobby's family had to go public about stuff that maybe they didn't want to go public with, about. Yes. Well, Nobby sold his medals. And, and I mean, there's one or two people actually criticised me, a famous cricketer criticised Nobby for selling his medals. Well, Nobby had no alternative. Nobby would want to keep his medals. Of course he would. But uh, you know the, the, the old saying goes: you know, medals don't put the put the meals on the table, uh, and it was something that Nobby Nobby had to do, uh, and did it. 
of course. Yeah. And you you see what's happening with football at the minute and the massive conversations about the billions and the percentages and you think yes. well, it really wouldn't be that hard for football to to come together and say, here's a little fun, we're going to make this fund available no. and do it quietly. No, it's, 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 not, it's, 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 not, it's not going to happen. Now, I, I must say now, nobody and people of my generation don't envy the players that are getting what they're getting today. Yeah, good luck to them. And I, I'd always say that. We, we, nobody's love playing football Manchester United. I love playing football for, Man- for Leeds and Manchester United in Ireland. So it was never a money issue, you know? And 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 he's nobody knows nobody with good luck to the lads who are in and what they learn today. It's not them. It's the people who who are in charge of the situation. Yeah, that the 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 old players uh, should be treated better, in my opinion, than they than they have been. Yeah, and and nobody would be one of those players. It's the administrators and the owners and the the union who uh, really should have been pushing this forward as opposed yes. to. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, I think what's, hap- what's happening in the game, the, like the, the, the players who are dying off now from my generation, myself and Nobby and, and that, uh, uh, I, I'm very lucky. I don't need anything, yeah, but there's a lot of players do. But the players of today, with the money that they make and good luck to them, won't need to be looked after. They'll be okay financially, in my opinion. Yeah. Whereas the players of, of my time, they're, they're dying off anyway. Yeah, there, won't be, there, won't be, there won't be that many of them left. Uh, so and, and the players that will take are taken over now will be financially secure. The vast majority of them will, in, in, anyway. So I think what what needs to be looked at the likes of Nobby uh, and players like that from that generation need to be looked after better than most of them have been. Yeah, no, I think everybody would agree with that. John, last question for you: How, how are you going to remember Nobby at his happiest? Um, how would I remember? On the pitch, definitely 1966, uh, and in, in, the, in the World Cup final, I've never seen nobody as happy uh, playing football as he was that day. Uh, and what I remember most, most with nobby uh, in very recent times before he, t- he was ill, we had a birthday party in Dublin, and uh, I, I would certainly remember him for that. Yeah, look, I, I know John. We've been having too many of these phone calls recently, as you're former teammates have been passing away and uh, you know it's a difficult time for everybody and we send all our condolences to you and to your sister and to your extended family um, it is a tough time but you know you've got lovely memories there of an incredible life and, and lovely, yeah terrific terrific Jared. yeah a gentleman and a beautiful lad on that note John good night thanks a million for joining us thanks sir Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game Gamble responsibly, see dunlewy.net